Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Coming to you live from my apartment, this is The Short News with Alex Maynor. Welcome back to The Short News. I'm Alex Maynor. I mean, who else is it going to be unless this show gets bought out by Barstool and then I get greedy and want more money. But until that day, I'm Alex Mador. And let's uh let's get right into it. I don't think you guys need to know that the coronavirus is still going on. Maybe the archaeologists in the future who listen to this to get a better understanding of what went on in our society. I don't know. So Trump is pushing this conspiracy theory that Joe Scarborough um, killed his assistant, which is really just showing that he's going over the edge. I did see those tweets. They were ridiculous. I, I don't know why he's doing this. It's just textbook deflection. That's the first thing Trump did. And the widow of Scarborough's assistant even called for Trump to stop. I mean, like, that's the direct source right there that says that that didn't happen. It's okay for me to push out conspiracy theories because it's me? But you're the president. You can't just accuse somebody of murder. And then... On Twitter, people are accusing Trump now of having murdered somebody. Oh, here we go. So here's what this is. A parody account that's super popular on Twitter called God. How about it? Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. Tweeted that a woman named Carolyn Gomble was impregnated by Trump and then he strangled her or something back in the year 2000. And... The story is completely false. It's just a, um, it's a statement to try to get Twitter to fact check Trump for pushing out that conspiracy theory. Definitely got people's attention, that's for sure. But I don't know if everybody knows that it's, uh, it's fake. I didn't until just now. I had to go fact check that. See what having OCD does? Helps you get your facts straight. It is so hot in here. It's 79 degrees outside. And we don't have the air conditioner on. And the fan would just make it really, really loud in here. So not doing that. I might have to take my shirt off. Okay, yeah, let's let's do that. For all those ladies out there. The shirt's coming off. This is a professional podcast, I I swear. 
mind is telling me no. But my body, my body is telling me yes. So Trump actually did get fact-checked by Twitter. He made a couple tweets about how mail-in ballots would make it easy for people to commit voter fraud. And people called for Twitter to finally just do something about Trump spreading damaging lies. The hashtag take Trump off Twitter was trending. I even partook in it. So yeah, take Trump off Twitter. A lot of people got in on that. It was, yeah, it was trending all day. And Twitter finally, with the two tweets that the Donald put out about voter fraud and the mail-in ballots, they put a disclaimer underneath those tweets that says something along the lines of learn the facts about mail-in ballots. <laughs> so it's a link that goes directly to the actual facts. And Trump was pissed, obviously. He started saying, oh, this is stifling free speech. It's Twitter's site, motherfucker. This isn't the, this doesn't have to do with the Constitution. The Constitution in this case is written by them. Twitter doesn't have to abide by United States rules. You consent to following those rules when you sign the terms of service agreements to create an account. Technically, Twitter owns all of your tweets, right? He threatened that action will be taken. Dude, they're just going to cancel your account. At this point, you're just making enemies with everybody. When Twitter has to manually go in and fact check you. Fucking fantastic. Damn, I'm going through these Trump tweets. I'm trying to find one. This man tweets more than I do. Holy shit. At Twitter is now interfering in the 2020 presidential election. They're saying my statement on mail-in ballots, which will lead to massive corruption and fraud, is incorrect based on fact-checking by fake news CNN in the Amazon Washington Post. Twitter is completely stifling free speech, and I, as president, will not allow it to happen. Oh my god, dude, just fucking choke on a dick. Yeah, so he tweets his bullshit, and then right underneath it, it says, Get the facts about mail-in ballots, with like an exclamation point thingy. Bro really snapped. <laughs> there is no stopping Donald Trump. That is scary. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of political unrest in our country right now. I mean, there has been for a while. <laughs> but you guys probably saw, um, George Floyd's death that video of the of uh, the cop kneeling on him that that's some fucking bullshit and that made me mad but what made me even madder after that was this fucking cunt uh central park karen what's her name let me let me get her name out so i can amy cooper make sure you guys go and hit up amy cooper because she so, this normal dude who was birdwatching in a park, or I don't know what it was, like, I think a park, who just, he happens to be black, yeah, and he saw this woman 
with his dog with her with her dog off the leash that's illegal and then also the birds in that area are supposed to be protected and that dog is just going to go after the birds so he was telling her nicely like hey you need to put your dog on a leash and started explaining why and she got really defensive and said something along the lines of I'm going to call the police and tell them that a black man is harassing me. Talk about white privilege. Using your status as a white lady, a rich white lady with a little puppy, to make yourself higher than somebody else. And to make somebody else feel threatened because of their race, because of something they can't control, with all all of the issues of police brutality going on, taking advantage of that. You can cancel me for saying this, but Amy Cooper, you are a flaming cunt. Yeah, I said it. If Bill Burr can say it on his podcast, we can say that here. You know this isn't a normal news show. You knew that coming in. Otherwise, you'd be CNN or something. I don't know. New York Times? I hear they have a good news podcast. But you're here. So you want to hear me call Amy Cooper a cunt? I did. There you go. That video pissed me off so much. Because she did that shit after George Floyd's death. Somebody should accuse her of being a gold-digging whore to her husband because that's what rich white ladies are, right? You're going to generalize about all black men? All you middle-aged white ladies need to fucking calm down. You're not invincible. You're not higher up than anybody. We're all on the same fucking level. And more Trump news. Oh, here we go. He mocks a reporter who rejects his order to remove face mask. When he was asking him a question, he's like, yeah, no, I'm not taking off the mask. And Trump's like, oh, you want to be politically correct. Okay. What is all of a sudden wrong with being politically correct? You're a politician. You're supposed to be politically correct. I don't like this whole turning the United States government into a reality show thing that's been going on for the last four years. I don't fuck with that. I really don't. Oh, Reeve Carney's in the news. My favorite Broadway star. That's not sarcasm. I'm not being a dick. The cast of Town reunites to perform Road to Hell. Oh, that's pretty cool. They're doing like a virtual performance of one of the songs from the show. I would love to see Reeve Carney again in anything. It's going to be a while though until Broadway opens back up again and God knows I can't afford tickets. Or at least good tickets. I can get like a matinee time, I think. <clears throat> that would probably be the way to go. There is a manhunt for some dude named Peter Manfredonia. They're calling him the Yukon Killer. We don't have to go over that. You guys probably don't want to hear that. But that shit's... Oh my god. All I'm gonna say about that is holy shit. Way too close to home. Scary as fuck. This dude sounds like he has nothing to lose. So, stay on the lookout. 
Lock your doors. Just be careful. Don't, uh, don't pick up hitchhikers. Damn, guys, thank you for all the Twitter follows. We're moving up in the world here a little bit. This is the quest. Oh, fuck me. You are not doing construction right now. I will fucking kill you. What I was going to say is this is the quest to the blue check mark. Let's see if we can get there ever. All right, technology time. Let's see what we got there. Damn, why is the internet being stupid? Oh, here you go. Spotify people, they finally got rid of their 10,000 song library limit. You can now download as many songs as you want. If 10,000 wasn't enough for you. I only have like 420-something songs on my Spotify. I've had it for a year. If anybody's not on Spotify, I think that's the way to go. Because you got your podcast, your music, all in one place. Now they've got Joe Rogan. Facebook has launched an app called Catch Up. Catch Up. Uh, it's an audio calling app. Like there aren't already like 5,000 of those. Let's take a look at Catch Up. Effortless calling. Don't play phone tag with the people you care about. I don't need another Facebook app on my phone taking up battery. <clears throat> and then I guess we can go over some, uh, we can talk about, uh, some podcast news, I guess. Call Her Daddy is back. I don't know if there's any crossover between the listeners of that and the, uh, listeners of this show. I highly, highly doubt Anybody that listens to that listens to the short news. But yeah, the show's back. Um, they also have a host named Alex. Pretty cool. And there was some drama going on between the, uh, between the two co-hosts. And there were some issues with the contracts. And I won't get into that. But they're, the show's back. Uh, Sophia is gone from the show. It's just Alex. And I'm maybe halfway through the newest episode. It's good. It's really good. To me, it seems like it was Alex's podcast to begin with. Sophia was just there. I've only been listening for a week. So, so maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. It kind of feels like Alex's podcast. Not just because we share the same name. But she was really worried about doing a podcast by herself based on what she was saying in today's episode. And I just want to say, she did a great job keeping the conversation going just by herself. Like, we do that here on this show because we don't really have a choice. Although, we have two guests lined up. So that's exciting. But she, she kept the conversation flowing really well. I think it was easy to do this time because, of course, there were a lot of issues to discuss. And she addressed them really well, I think. That show is going to get me in trouble, though, here at home. Because I listen to it in the morning when I drink my tea. I know, weird. Really weird. But I've listened to all the Tiny Meat Gang podcast. And if I'm being honest, they've... 
I don't, I'm gonna sound so stupid, but they've changed. And yeah, that's gonna happen. People change. But I don't know. Something is different. And it just feels like there's less soul there. And don't get me wrong, I'm still gonna contribute to the Patreon. I'm ride or die. TMG ride or die. I just, uh, you know, this is a, uh, this is a weird time for everyone. And I've listened to so much of their content that I just, I need something fresh. So yeah, check out Caller Daddy if you haven't. They don't need my shout out. She doesn't need my shout, shout out, but it's a really good show. They talk about sex a lot. So that's why this got me in trouble a little bit. Every morning, I make my tea, I listen to that podcast on my phone speakers, Ashley wakes up, comes out to the, uh, the main room, and just hears, so I was sucking his dick, and he like, and, and it's just, and I'm just like, oh, I, it, I, uh, it's a podcast, it's, it's, it's a podcast, I swear. Okay, what is it called? Oh, call her daddy. So now what I want to do is I want to take a quick second to recognize my fellow podcasters. Damn, this is a lot of people responded to this tweet. I wanted to give my fellow podcasters some exposure. So I made a tweet that said, put your podcast recommendations here. And a lot of shows responded. Holy shit. So, you should give these people a follow on Twitter. Behind the Yellow Line. A comedy podcast. Podcastry. Infinite Banter. Carrots Talk Show. Woman AF Podcast. Long Island Serial Killer Podcast. Her American Story, All Things Eerie, Vigils in the Dark, The Three Little Pigs Podcast, Prepare for Impact, and then there's the On Second Watch Podcast, the Is It Worth It Podcast, Collateral Cinema, The Cut, The Fit Mess, The Only One in the Room, Old School Movements, school is spelled S-K-O-O-L. Bill and Frank Eat Pop Culture. Our True Crime Podcast. Chuck Goes to the Movies. Instinto Criminal. Instinto Criminal. Sorry, I read that like the most white, 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 white. Instinto Criminal. Is that a podcast? I don't know. Scatterbrain Podcast, Realm of Unknown, Murderific True Crime, and The Basement Surge. So shout out to those people. If you are in quarantine and you have nothing to do, I suggest checking those shows out. You might find something better than what's going on here. I'm trying to get more involved on Twitter. I know I'm 10 years late to the party. It just takes so much work, so much time. I don't like the idea of getting sucked into social media, but 
I'm learning slowly that Twitter is different than Facebook and Instagram, which is Instagram by Facebook now. Suck my dick. Where, like, Twitter is more of a forum to put your thoughts out there. Whereas Facebook and Instagram are places for you to pretend your life is going so much better than it actually is so that the people you know personally can think, oh, wow, my life sucks and their life is better for, what, like 30 seconds? Every time I go on Facebook, I get like 10% more depressed. Still getting, uh, still getting people posting on this now, but... Yeah, Facebook and Instagram, they're the FOMO apps. Twitter is what you make it, which is cool. Like, I don't want to post the, the content that I put out necessarily to the people that I'm friends with on Facebook. And they don't want to see it. And I'm not friends with anybody that... Fo- well, okay, I... Like, a few of my friends and I are connected on Twitter... But very few, so I feel much freer to say what I want, promote what I need to, those types of things, yell at the president sometimes when it seems necessary. So I think now that I'm getting sick of Call of Duty, I might just be on Twitter all day. <laughs> Alright, Alex Mador Twitter has hit 1,413 followers, hell yeah. As of just now, recording this, there's a car alarm in the background that is fucking annoying. God. Wow, it took long enough for that idiot to turn off their car. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah, that's right, 1,413 followers. Hell yeah. I used to use Twitter... In the past, in like high school and college, when I was depressed, I would tweet things that I thought were deep. What if I don't like what's staring back at me in the mirror? Or when drunk, when life gives you lemons, make orange juice. Like, bruh. Bruh. Alex, are you drinking a White Claw at 2.30 in the afternoon? Yes, yes, actually, I am. My second screen is frozen. Oh, no. Isn't technology great? I wish I still had my old tweets. Oh, my God, that would be so embarrassing, though. I would love to see my tweets from when I was drunk and going through a breakup. Just the stupid shit I was probably putting out. Because my dad would tell me, he'd be like, so are you putting on Twitter? You've, it sounds fucking stupid. Do you want to get a job or not? Like, Okay, I don't follow James Charles, so why the fuck is James Charles showing up on my Twitter feed? Get the fuck off my Twitter feed, James Charles. What an annoying human being. Anyways, there's your news. Uh, <laughs> it's like such a nice day out, but nothing's open. I could go for a nice 
baseball game in the Bronx. But we can't. There is no baseball. No sitting in the Budweiser party section with a Bud Light and a fucking hot dog. Watching Aaron Judge crank homers. Oh my god, it makes me so sad. Oh, you know what I was going to talk about? Okay, yeah, so I gave the shout-outs. Oh yeah, 90 Day Fiancé. Hope you guys tune into that on Sunday. I'm not sure if it's the tell-all or another just regular episode, but I don't know if you guys have been following, but uh, spoilers are ahead if you have not been and want to. So there's, there's some crazy fucking couples this season. Let's go through them. Oh, fuck. Let's start with who personally I think are the stars of the show. Usman and Lisa. Usman Soja Boy. I don't know his last name. But and this scary, scary lady, Lisa. Usman lives in, I believe, Nigeria. And Lisa goes and travels over to see him. This dude's in his 20s. Meanwhile, she is probably in her 60s. She looks like a fucking saggy snail. It's not good. Like, this man could be doing so much better. Not even just physically. She's a monster, too, in personality. She's a tyrant. She's always sitting like she's a fucking mob boss. Like, I'm gonna be the one in control. And there's this whole power struggle because of the cultural differences. She wants to be in charge of him. And he doesn't want her controlling him. Because she's a woman. Like, she's not cool with the idea of him having female fans. She, like, she yells at him over that. She leaves multiple times or makes like she's going to. She's very dramatic and she expects to be treated like a fucking queen when she is the furthest thing from a queen. She's a fucking troll. It's disgusting. Uh, Usman, you have to do an AC. Usman, you can't hang out with those sluts. Yeah. The real, the real stars. There's a lot of couples. The real stars, though, are Ed and, uh, Ed and Rose. Rose lives in the Philippines. Ed is this 50-something-year-old man who looks like a geriatric Jack Black mixed with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, it's not a good look, and he conditions his hair with mayonnaise. I wish I was joking, but I'm not. He, for some reason, thinks that helps somehow. Helps with what? Smelling like a sandwich? He's a weirdo. So he goes to meet this girl, Rose, who's maybe, what, 23? She's, she's my age. So like a 55-year-old goes to meet a 23-year-old. And I'm pretty sure his daughter... Yeah, his own daughter is older than the girl that he's trying to fuck. He has no game. He doesn't know how to talk to her. He's disrespectful. Tells her to shave her legs. And that her breath smells horrible. And he's just a... Ugh. He's a gross dude. And Ed is a psychopath. 
And I hear he's prowling around on Instagram trying to find another young girl. Where is Chris Hansen? I know these girls are technically legal because 23, but that's just so weird. Why? 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 Why not find somebody your age? Because everybody your age is wise enough to know that you're fucking insane. So I'm looking forward to the tell-all. I looked it up. I think it's this weekend on Sunday night at 8? From 8 to 10? I highly suggest checking it out. And then right after that is a new episode of Smothered. Yeah, there's a season 2 of Smothered. Where a couple of the moms came back. I'm sure we'll see more. But there's this new... This new one. Where it's again like a woman who's my age. And her mother. And this is maybe one of the first scenes on the episode. They're showering together. Just two adults. Mother and a daughter. Naked showering together. No big deal. Two bros sitting in the hot tub. Six feet apart, so it's not gay. My favorite, though, is the super, super Italian family. They're like Jersey Italian. They're on a pizza parlor. They make like millions. But this lady, this lady's mom looks like a fucking troll doll. She's the scariest thing. Or like, uh, no, 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 no. She looks like the beast thing from the cover of Where the Wild Things Are. She looks like she jumped right out of that book. Go watch that show, Smothered, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. You'll know. You'll see her and be like, ah, that's what Alex was saying. That beast. Go ahead and, uh, follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Mador. It used to be Malik's Ador, but I thought that's just like gonna confuse people, especially those who are dyslexic. That's mean. That's cruel, is what it is. <laughs> so I changed it. Alex underscore Mador. Follow me on Twitter. I live tweet both 90 Day and Smothered, because once this 90 Day season's gonna end, I don't know what's gonna pick up that time slot, but I'm gonna live tweet it, because fuck it. I should start live-tweeting CNN. (laughs) Just like, damn, Aaron Burnett could get it right now. Imagine. Am I gonna get in trouble for saying that? She's a- she's a very attractive woman. But live-tweeting, if you don't know, now you know. That's a good way to get followers, uh, get tweet engagement. Cause that thing that you're live-tweeting, there's a lot of other people who are on the internet at that moment watching the same thing that you're watching and they want to know what people think this is your moment to shine if you've got opinions put them out there as long as they're not threatening people I made a joke about masturbation on Twitter the other day that was uh that's just the way it is I keep getting sucked into Twitter here I'm just remembering um oh my god this uh yeah this sign on our weight room wall in high school it fucking said pain is just weakness leaving the body yeah okay then why 
Why am I not fucking jacked at this point? <laughs> Alright, anyways, we're gonna take a quick break so I can figure out where I'm taking this episode. We will be back with some non-news-related stuff, which we call useless garbage. See you in a sec. Hi, I'm Jeff Bezos, the bald, rich Santa Claus, coming to you from this Amazon warehouse. Just reminding you, the consumer, that we at Amazon are not only doing our best to get you your items, but we are also taking strides to look out for our workers. Amazon cares. We care so much about the safety and happiness of our employees that it's beyond care. It's love. We treat each and every employee at our facilities with the respect and empathy that humans deserve. Hey! Who said you could go on break? Get your ass back to the shipping area or your shitty fucking kids lose their health insurance. You understand me? At Amazon, you can expect top-notch service to ease your mind and simplify your shopping experience. All you have to do is tell your Amazon Echo what it is you want and our expendable, I mean wonderful, Warehouse workers will have your order sent out within an hour. Did you hear that, Johnny? Within an hour, not within the century. Don't you make me come over there. Don't you dare make me come over there. I'll make you polish my fucking head again. So don't worry about your orders. Amazon has it covered. Just keep giving us money and I'll keep abusing these employees at your benefit and mine. Amazon. Ignore the ethics of it. And it's pretty convenient. Hi. I'm back. Again, hours later. I think it's... I think this is actually good if I record the news part in the mornings. Take a little break. Have some drinks. And then come back to this. For the useless garbage segment... If you're still listening, we don't do the news anymore. Uh, <laughs> let me put it this way. This is not the news anymore. Not at this point in the episode. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, but I've had a little bit to drink. It's crazy. I know. You have had some white claws. I got my linguine. And I'm just, uh, I'm just ready to party, bro. I'm just here to party. Every, every pedophile on Chris Hansen's show ever. I'm just looking to party, man. Do you hear that? This is the type of bullshit that we have to put up with living in New York. It's a good thing for the noise gate because holy shit. That hurt. That hurt bad. Wow, guys, thank you for the follows. Getting notifications. Sorry, ADD. I am all over the place today. I'm so sorry. Let me look at what we got here. Damn, my tinnitus is acting up right now. Ugh. Oh yeah, here's something. The other day, we were ordering food from a local deli that we often order food from. 
And we ordered curly fries as one of the things. And curly fries are usually always really good. And me and Ashley were talking about that and how they always taste and look exactly the same. Like, there are different types of French fries, all different kinds, but it's almost as though every restaurant and college and food supplier who, like, offers curly fries, it's like they all get it from the same source. Yeah, I know they're all fucking potatoes, but, I mean, more than that, like, the company, there's gotta be, like, a deeper... Damn, I sound like a fucking conspiracy theorist. But there's got to be, like, a deeper thing. Like, there's there's got to be a company that is just the king of curly fries. Think about it. The curly fry kingpin. Somebody out there is a multi-billionaire because they are the one and only supplier of curly fries. They all taste and look exactly the same. How? How is that possible? It's like Breaking Bad of fast food. He can be the... He's the only one that can... I'm the only one that can sell curly fries in this kingdom. In this town. Ah. From producer Vince Gilligan. The curly fry king. Pen. Let me look this up. Who makes curly fries? Who the hell makes curly fries? Here we go. Why the heck do all curly fries taste exactly the same? Here we go. They are a frozen product and were first mass produced by Simplot, who uses a specific seasoning blend. Once copycats came along, it became the seasoning of choice due to popularity. Boise-based J.R. Simplot is one of the largest potato suppliers in the country. It supplies all potato products for McDonald's, for example. So this seems to make sense. I was fucking right. Was I not? What did I say? There's a curly fry kingpin out there who's in charge of the whole production and distribution of the curly fries. They're all the same fucking fry. From the same fucking company. Who is the curly fry kingpin? Let's find out. Simplot CEO. Alright, here he is. Garrett Lofto. Garrett Lofto is... If you're looking for the curly fry kingpin. Garrett Lofto is the curly fry kingpin. He is. That's amazing. Not only is he the curly fry kingpin, he is the potato kingpin. Let's get our facts straight here. This man is all in on potatoes. He was traumatized by the potato famine as a child. So he had to own all the potatoes. What we do is we, we take all the potatoes and we put them on our place. Put our name on them. That way those potatoes, they know, they know where they come from. <laughs> the curly fry kingpin. I want that job. How do I get that job? Simplot, if you want, if you want to take out ad space on the show, go right ahead. 
Thank you for all the curly fries. How do you have that heavy of a monopoly on the curly fry industry that you're like the only one in town and anyone that tries to copy you, they're copying your seasoning. That's insane. That's some power right there. That really didn't take as much digging as I thought it was going to take. <laughs> that makes sense though. Like all, all the curly fries that I've ever had my entire life, they look the same. They taste the same. They're all shaped the same exact way. Like, like the consistency of curls. I don't know how to explain it. It's the same anywhere. Yankee Stadium, fucking Six Flags. Where do you get curly fries? Like the deli, wherever. They're the same fucking fries. The real question is, how do I get them wholesale? Like, how do I just get like a container of frozen curly fries for myself from Simplot? I would love that. I would do an ad for them. Definitely. I know they're like a big, scary corporation, but I'm greedy. And I like fries. You can buy me with french fries. I'm that easy. Anyways, let's move on after this siren. Really, Susie? Let's jump into some relationship advice because, you know what? Why not? Why not? Oh god, here's one. <clears throat> my boyfriend is into my mom. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a while now. He's super respectful, sweet, loving, etc. Anyways, due to COVID, we haven't been seeing each other. One night we got drunk and decided to sext and things got hot. I asked him what one of his fantasies was and he said having sex with my mom. My mother. I shut it down and went to bed. I feel uncomfortable and upset and I'm debating breaking up with him because now I feel so insecure. He's apologized but I can't help but to think he may think of her this way. I do not know what to do. Help. Sorry, I didn't mean to say help. Help. Someone goes, I don't know how any relationship can recover from that. And then someone replies to that, at least she knows he'll be into her, he'll be into her like 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, they say, um, when you're dating a girl, look at her mother because that's what she's gonna look like in 20 years. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I was told. But no, that's really uncomfortable. I can't imagine, like, like, oh, that'd be so weird from my perspective. Even if he thinks your mom is hot, he shouldn't be, like, telling you that he wants to fuck her. Like, listen, I dated this girl in high school. Sorry, I dated this girl when I was in high school. Not, I dated this girl in high school. You gotta be careful now. So when I was in high school... Dating this girl, and her mom is, like, very young-looking and is an F-cup. Do you know how difficult dinner was at their house for me? My God. She'd wear these, like, tight sweaters. 
I can I can see <laughs> I can see both sides. But yeah, even if your mom is like banging, it's not okay for him to tell you I want to fuck your mom. When you guys, especially when you guys are sexting, that's not okay. Um, like somebody said, I don't know if a relationship can recover from that. Because now you're just going to be thinking about that the whole time. And he doesn't, he obviously doesn't have a filter. Because if he did, then he wouldn't have said that to you. Like the same way I didn't tell my ex-girlfriend, hey, it's hard for me to come to dinners because I can't help but stare at your mom's massive boobs. I think you gotta break up with him. That's crossing a boundary. It's making you uncomfortable. It's going to make you uncomfortable for a long time. For the whole relationship, you're gonna be thinking about that. What he said, it's... Honestly, it's disrespectful to you. That's what I have to say about that one. Jeez, these are... Very dark. Ow. What the hell is that? Here we go. Finally met my boyfriend's mother last weekend, and she was scary. Has made me doubtful of the future of my relationship. 24 female. My boyfriend and I have been together eight months. We finally reunited last weekend after two months apart. Due to quarantine, I went to stay with my boyfriend at his mother's house for the weekend, and he has been there he has been there for quarantine and holy smokes, she is scary. I think I was initially shocked because she was nothing like what I was expecting. My boyfriend is quiet, reserved, polite, intellectual, and this woman is loud, uneducated in the way that she talks and overbearing. My boyfriend had told me before she is very protective of him, but I thought it would be more in a sweet way than a you touch my son and I'll effing end you, which was the vibe I got upon meeting her. I work in a corporate career and am used to making polite professional chat with a number of clients and always look neat and tidy. Many people describe me as sweet and friendly, and I strongly doubt anyone would ever feel threatened by me or think I am any sort of troublemaker. But this woman treated me like I was trying to rob a bank. I had no idea how to handle it. She didn't really ask me any personal questions about myself, despite all the all my small talk attempts with her, and acted almost like I was an annoyance trying to take her son away from her. I'm a very city career girl, while she lives in a countryside town and is a horse riding instructor. Her accent is so farmy I could barely understand her, my boyfriend's accent is only mildly like this, and she constantly barks orders at everyone. It was uncomfortable. This has given me serious doubts about the future of my relationship. Firstly, can I put up with a woman like that potentially becoming my mother-in-law figure? Secondly, will my boyfriend see the difference slash tension between his mom and me and let it put him off me? And thirdly, now seeing what a strikingly different family background my boyfriend comes from, compared to me, ultimately lead to a big-picture incompatibility between us? I need to reread that. Well, okay, this is an important part. And thirdly, now seeing what a strikingly different family background my boyfriend comes from, farmers, lots of divorce, low levels of education, with the exception of my boyfriend, compared to me, 
city, stable family, educated parents and siblings ultimately lead to a big picture incompatibility between us. Well, if you're really, if you're thinking about this as much as you are, then yeah, it is a problem. But it's a you problem. Just because there are social class differences, that doesn't mean that you can't mix. What are you, stupid? I was completely on board for the whole mother-in-law trying to be too possessive of her kid, not really paying much attention to you. Like, I, I was like, okay, yeah, that's mother-in-laws are like that. Like, 90% of the time, mother-in-laws are like that. Okay, 80 because you're taking their baby boy away from them. <laughs> they don't want another they don't want another woman taking care of their kid. That's what it comes down to. It's weird. That I can understand. My mom has never been nice to any girlfriend I have ever had. She's always gone out of her way to be mean, talk shit about them, make me hate them in any way that she can. All that type of stuff. She will do anything to sabotage any relationship that I'm in. And she has, when she's drunk, said, no one's taking my baby boy away from me. And I'm like, what? I'm not, you don't fucking own me, bitch. So I get that moms can be possessive of their kids, definitely. I really do get that. But <clears throat> you shouldn't be judging your, in, your potential in-laws based on their social class, their education, and... Whether or not they're as cultured and city folk as you. Maybe you guys, you and your boyfriend are attracted to each other because of your differences. So why do you gotta make something good ugly? You love your boyfriend. That woman raised him. That doesn't mean you have to like her. But don't take it out on him. That's like, I don't know, that's superficial to me. These fucking motorcyclists are gonna go out there and throw a banana peel on the road. Imagine that actually works. Okay, let's do one more. Uno mas. My cousin is extremely angry at me for changing RSVP to no to June wedding because of COVID concerns. Oh my god. Get a grip. My cousin is getting married in two weeks. They decided to keep their June wedding. Well, good luck with nobody fucking showing up, dude. It's indoors in a church, and they're having a reception after indoors as well. You, you lost me at church. It would pretty much be impossible to social distance while there. I live in a state 11 hours away, one of the only out-of-towners and responded that I didn't think I was going to make it due to COVID concerns, but could they please send me their mailing address because I wanted to send money slash a gift to make up for the fact that I wouldn't be there physically. He got angry and his mom, my cousin, told me that she is beyond angry with me. I feel like there is a good chance they may never speak to me again. Was I in the wrong here? Any tips slash advice? Um, they need to get over themselves. Don't blame yourself for that. You're trying to stay safe. Listen, my my dad was like, hey, come down for, uh, you should come down for Memorial Day weekend. Grandma and Grandpa will come down. We'll all, we'll all have a barbecue. 
I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you taking this seriously at all? And eventually he was like, oh yeah, you're right. I'm like, why, why do I have to be the one to tell you this? You're not in the wrong here. They're being ridiculous. They're being ridiculous for having the wedding still in June. In a church. But just go no contact for now. Wait until they reach out to you. Or if enough time has passed that you think it's okay, that there's been enough breathing room, you reach out and be like, hey, sorry, I didn't come to the wedding, but there is a fucking virus going around that is killing people. I don't know what news you watch. And it's kind of been everywhere. So with that, I'm going to leave you because I am hungry and thirsty and I'm losing my voice again. So this has been the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. Follow me at Alex underscore Mador on Twitter. Stay caught up with the show at shortnewspod.com. Thank you for listening. I will see you in a couple of days. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs on location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.